Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week and remember, the best is yet to come. Have you ever heard somebody say the phrase, uh, that was uncalled for? But it's kind of meant in like a, a rebuke or a negative sense. You know, as we're uh, finishing out the last few days of this year, um, the Holy Ghost, I wanted to talk about something else this morning. <laughs> he greatly impressed upon me to, to discuss this, and I left it, and then he insisted. So we, we do his plan, right? Uh, what have we left uncalled for? as the year closes out. So I'm going to refresh us on Brother Copeland's prophecy. How many of you have read that more than once this year and refreshed yourself on what he said? Let, let me refresh us because even though we only have a few days left in the year, um, it's, it's not too late, right, to catch up and finish out with uh, whatever instructions we have left undone. So this is New Year's Eve. 2018. He says, what's in our future? What are we going to in 2019? And he felt prompted to read uh, Exodus 34, 8 through 10. And Moses made haste to bow his head toward the earth and worshiped. And he said, if now I have found favor and loving kindness in your sight, O Lord, I pray you go in the midst of us, although it is a stiff necked people and pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for your inheritance. And the Lord answered him in verse 10 and said, Behold, I lay down a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels, wonders, and miracles such as have not yet been wrought or created in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people among you whom you are shall see the work of the Lord, for it is a terrible, fearful, and full of awe thing that I will do with you. So then Brother Copeland goes into his prophecy, and he says, we're going into a higher level of the covenant in 2019. Higher level would mean we're going to walk in more of the fullness of it. Amen. In its roaring and going headlong into 2020, how many of you felt like this year was literally the fastest year? I know we say that every year because it's true. Time accelerates as it moves through the, the sand, moves through the hourglass. So we said that 2019 would roar headlong into 2020. And 2020 is a very, very special time. Do you remember what I mentioned a couple weeks ago um, with Billy Brim and Lynn Hammond mentioning that 20 and 21 would be very pivotal, special times? Remember, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. If you, if you weren't here, you want to get um, that podcast. It's available. What about 2019? How can the marvels and wondrous works take place? What breeds these wonderful works and miracles, and what causes these things to be manifest? First of all, there must be a higher order of prayer coming forth out of the family. So that means a lot more prayer than we were praying. And some of us may have thought we were praying a lot. Remember, our lot isn't always the same as God's lot. Our little is not quite the same as his little. So he said, more prayer, intercession, petition, and supplication for the lost. But listen to this. He says, much calling forth, much calling things that be not as though they were. So this morning, we're going to talk about what the word call for means. But I want you to ask the Holy Ghost, 
What have you left uncalled for this year that God asked you much, much calling forth of things? That means we needed to do much, much more than we did last year. So maybe you had your confessions list last year, and maybe you've kit and miss it this year, but that would not be much, much. So uh, we, we still have a few days left. We can catch up. We can ask the Holy Ghost, what do you need me to say? Because it's a partnership. God can do nothing in the earth unless you pray, or we could say, say. So he needed us to do the calling so that he could do the performing. So we want to check with him and say, Lord, what have we left uncalled for? Because that's uncalled for, (laughs) to leave anything uncalled for. In 2019 must be a year of great intercession and witnessing outside the walls of the church building. I'll do signs and wonders. I'll do these marvelous works, saith the Lord, if, 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 there's always the condition, you'll take me to the center. If you'll take me to the streets. That means you're going to have to get out of this building and get out of your recliner, get out of your car, get out of your bunny slippers. Give me an opportunity to reveal myself. You keep ringing the dinner bell of healing and all draw the people. This building and other church buildings won't hold the people, but you can't just sit here inside this place and beg for miracles. I'm going to require you, thus saith the Lord, to walk by faith. That means I want you to put a little action to your asking. I'm going to require you to get healed on your own faith. Most of the people in my ministry saith the Lord, most of them got healed on their own faith. Be it done unto you as you have believed. Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. I am requiring more of those of you older children in the family. I am requiring more of you because you're older. It's time for you to help with the babies. It's time for you to see to it that the babies get an opportunity to know me, saith the Lord. I require it. But you'll be rewarded beyond your wildest dreams because you will see miracles under your own hand and you'll see things happen that you've only dreamed of happening because the time has come. And just the way the great healing revival hit this earth in 48 through 50, and it was so easy because the miracles were happening in the streets and in tents and all over these United States. Well, those days are here again. It's time for it. It's time. If you'll get out there where the people are, you will be shocked at how easy the miracles will come. How many of you have been on the mission field or done one of our outreaches with us and you were just praying for somebody and you were just shocked that they got saved, that a tumor disappeared under your hand and you're like, OMG, how many of you that's happened? Okay, that's what God's saying. So it's already happened to you. So uh, it'll just increase. How easy and how easy they flow and people have no idea about me or anything about my word. They'll come running to those of you that will spend time in intercessory prayer. I'm not talking about hours and hours. I'm talking about minutes a day. I'm talking about just give me time. Just give me part of your morning. Just give me part of your evening and pray in the spirit and intercede for the lost. See, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I'm asking you to rub your knees raw on the carpet. It's just <laughs> kind of um, having your heart toward, turned towards him all day. Before you get out of the bed in the morning, good morning, Father, good morning, Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit. This is how I want my day to go. 
and that's the last thing you say before you go to sleep at night. Um, but all day, just keeping your heart turned so that if you're driving and a scripture comes or a song comes to you or somebody, you're just a person of prayer because you're just connected. You're not compartmentalizing God. God, see you later. I got to go to work for eight hours. And in your heart and your mind is never turned back towards him. That's really what he's just saying to you. Just keep your heart turned towards me all day long. Just give me time. I'll see to it, say it the Lord, that 2019 is the most startling year of your life. I'll see to it that your body begins to renew and your youth begins to renew and all of the sudden aches and pains that have been there for years disappear when you begin to get out there and minister to those that never heard about me, saith Jesus. You call on me and I'll call on you and together we'll see it come to pass. Together we will see it happen. Together, together. And you will begin to see the desired change begin to slowly take place in the United States and the political arena. Oh, have we ever. You will see change when you begin to pray and intercede for those that are on the opposite side of your political ideas. If you will begin to take some quality time and intercede for people, intercede for them, Take someone, take the image of someone, maybe it's, and he names a couple names. Take that person and that person and begin to intercede for them. They are somebody that needs Jesus. So instead of going, they're just insane. Well, yes, it's truly stated, statement of truth. How's that helpful, though? You know, when, when Fox News is on, we all want to kind of be commentators. What Jesus has kind of asked us to do is ixnay, 86, the commentating. There's enough of that. And just say, hey, Lord Jesus, send a laborer across Dut's path. I'm going to intercede and just take a minute. They need Jesus. They're not in their right mind. They obviously have a reprobate mind. Well, who's God, who's God going to get to pray for them? Why don't we just say, God, pick me. I'll just take a minute. Instead of being a part of, the, of judging the judgers, <laughs> people are like, they're so judgmental. Right, so you just called them judgmental, which made you judgmental. Yeah. Um, God wants us to just stop and, and begin to intercede. That's how things are changing, right? That's how they've started to change through the prayers of the saints. So what if we start praying for the people that we're kind of dogging? I wonder what would happen. Well, God's telling us what will happen. He's going to do something. If you'll pray it out, he'll lay it out. So there's somebody that needs Jesus. Then begin to praise about it. So Jesus is really teaching the whole prayer class right here in this prophecy. He's saying, finish with praise. Praise about it. Praise about it. Call them before me, saith the Lord, and you'll be shocked at what you see come to pass. For these are the days of reconstruction. These are the days in the continuing rebirth of this nation. These are the days that this nation has been crying out for when once again it will become one nation under God. And you're not as far away as you think. So rejoice and be glad for in that day you will have much cause for rejoicing. Because soon and very soon the greatness of the good things that I have planned in the blessing of the Lord shall begin to manifest more and more and more and more saith the spirit of grace. I am for you, saith the Lord. I am not against you. I have given myself to you and for you. Amazing. So uh, if there's anything, he said, much calling that you have not seen take place in your life that God has provided for us in this prophecy, then we'll want to pay attention to go ahead and calling 
that in in the rest of the year. So let's talk about that just briefly. Go to Romans 4. What have we left uncalled for? It's uncalled for to leave anything uncalled for. You all know this verse well, Romans four seventeen. Speaking of Abraham, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and, this is the part we all quote, calleth those things which be not as though they were. It doesn't say call the things that are as though they're not, but that's what a lot of Christians do, which is denial. No, I don't have a cold. That's calling something that is as though it's not. That's not calling those things that be not as though they were. Are you sick? No, I'm catching a healing. I'm calling things that are not, that are not yet seen or not yet manifested as if they were because Jesus said, I am healed. Then if I was, I am and always will be. I'm not trying to get healed. So I just say what he says. No, I'm healed. I'm catching my healing. Yeah. And so, uh, but some people will go to the doctor and he'll be like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. What are you doing here? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Call those things that be not as though they were. The word were in the English language, we think of as was, past tense. The word were though is actually present. Call those things that be not as though they are right now in front of you. That's why God says, that's why I'm asking you to rejoice. Oh, because it's here now. Well, I can't see it. And your point is, <laughs> God already told you you weren't going to see it because believing is seeing. So you're going to have to ask, believe that you received when you prayed, and then prove your belief by immediately thanking him for it, acting like it's actually here. What do healed people do? Get out of bed. So stuff your pockets full of tissues and commence with the day. So do, do a faith act. And part of that is just rejoicing. How many of you figured out that rejoicing just makes you feel better, period? No matter what's going on. Yeah, even better than Tylenol. So it says Abraham believed God because he understood that God could even quicken the dead. He called those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. This is still talking about Abraham. That he might become the father of many nations. So God said, Abraham, I've made you the father of many nations. There's something that happens between I've made you and Abraham became. Big space called all of Abraham's life. What, what, what happened? God said, this is what I've made you. Poof, pixie dust. Abraham just became that overnight. <laughs> no, Abraham said, I believe you, and now I'll say I believe you, and now I'll spend the rest of my life acting like it. And it says in Hebrews, Abraham became the father of many nations. But there was a whole lifetime between what Jesus declared, the word declares, can be, and what you declare will be so in your life. Come here for a second, Mr. Brian. Let me literally lean on you. So uh, just turn sideways, and just I'm going to lean on you hard. Okay. So when we say he hoped against hope. <gasps> There was just no hope, and he still hoped anyway. That's not what that means. The word hope in this verse is a person, Jesus. So it says this, Abraham hoped against hope. Hey, where's Abraham? Oh, he's over there against hope. I am hoping. I have hope 
Well, I'm leaning against hope. That's what that verse means. I'm hoping against hope. That means I'm not hopeless because hope is a person and hope lives on the inside of me. So we've always read that is, oh, he hoped even when there was no hope. How can there be no hope? Hope is here. Hope, hope said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So what you need to do in difficult time, where's Pastor Marie? She's over there against hope, hoping against hope. <laughs> Thank you. So that's you. You're leaning, you're hoping uh, while you're leaning against hope because hope is on the inside of you. So Jesus said, lean not on your understanding, what you're thinking, what you're seeing, what you're feeling, and what you're hearing, that you are to be leaning on God, leaning on hope himself. So it goes on to say, who against hope, leaning against him, believed in hope that he might become. So Abraham knew his job was to do the becoming, the father of many nations, according to that which is spoken. So if it's not spoken, if it's not called for, is it going to happen? No. So if you haven't called for it, then it's uncalled for, and that's why it hasn't happened. Or maybe you called once. How many of you called your kids once and they didn't come the first time? And so you called, you called again, but how did you call again? Oh, you increased your, your, the magnitude, the volume of your voice. My mom would sometimes bust in my bedroom door. Like the house was on fire. She'd go, Marie, I'd be like, throw the book. What? I've been calling you for 10 minutes. I didn't hear you. Yeah. So just because you call for something once doesn't mean it heard you. And some kids, that would have been a lie. It was true. No, they heard you. They just didn't respond. If I walked in the room and told my son, I've been calling you. Yeah, I heard you. That was the last time that ever came out of your mouth. Because what happened next taught you that was the wrong thing to say to me. You, so you heard me and you didn't answer? Yeah. So you expect when you call that someone not only hears you, if you don't, you just march on over there and, and call louder. Did you not hear me calling you? Because you expect an immediate response or result. But yet we have things in the word that God says is ours. And we're like, oh, my co- I, I think I did my confessions list last month. I don't actually know where it is right now. You're like, why isn't anything working in my life? Because you've left it uncalled for, and that's uncalled for. You're going to have to call for it. And you're going to keep calling and, until it comes if you want it. And he says, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Abraham was not weak in faith because he did what? He didn't look at the natural. So how is your faith going to stay strong? We might say, my faith is so weak. What are you looking at? Not looking at the word. You're looking at what your body's telling you. Your body has a voice. Tell it shutteth upeth. That's King James. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, your mind has its own voice, shutteth upeth. And then uh, there's the voice of other people. So Abraham considered not. He considered not Sarah's deadness. He considered not his own deadness. He just kept his eyes on what God said. And so I'm calling for what God said. And so that's why he wasn't weak in faith. So when our faith feels weak, we go, what? We get, we get it strengthened by the word of God. What did God say to us in the word? And we just start calling for that. When he was about 100 years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he staggered not. That means he didn't withdraw. So how many times have we come up against something we've been confessing and we're doing okay? Months go by, like Miss Dina said, our heart's broken and we stop. I just don't know if this is ever going to (laughs) happen. Right there. That's called staggering. You got hit hard and so you staggered. Yeah. 
And so what you need to do is that you, you weren't swinging. If you don't know how to do it, get out a little Rocky clip, okay? When, when, he, when Drago is like, I must break you, Rocky's, you can just tell he's looking at him. Yeah, go ahead and make my day. The harder you hit, the harder I'm coming back. And when I do come out of this corner swinging, you going down. He had decided the end of that fight before he ever walked in the ring in his mind. He said, this is what it's going to be. Even when his wife said, you can't win. I can and I will or I will die trying. But see, you don't die trying. You're in it because you win it. You're not in it to win it because he won it for you. He just needs you to stay in there. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So how do you strengthen faith? Give glory to God ahead of time. You're going to feel weak in faith. Feelings are real, but they are not truth. So it doesn't mean that they're not real and you don't feel, man, I just feel weak and tired. You don't need to say that though. So yeah, okay, I feel weak and tired. Jesus in the car. You do five minutes of worship, there is no way your literal physical body won't be infused with some energy. Your heart will be more at peace. You feel like you can breathe. Some joy will start bubbling up. Go a little bit longer and you'll be laughing in the car in about 10 minutes if you're doing it right. Yeah. And so these things are in there so that we don't have to live by how we feel. Your feelings, not the boss. It's very important that in the end of this year and going into next year, you start talking different about Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week. It's my favorite day. Sunday is fun day. I, go, I can't wait to be in the house of the Lord. Sunday is not negotiable. I rest up. I do whatever I need to do to finish my work week to get my laundry done so I'm in the house of the Lord Sunday. He said that we were to call the Sabbath a delight. We were not to call it an inconvenience uh, if we got to it. If we needed to do something instead, like sleep or eat, we could do that instead. After all, God, God understood. Clearly, he's not so understanding of that. He understands you, but he doesn't understand those actions. He doesn't understand the lack of faith of making that a priority. Um, the gathering of yourself, the Sabbath and how you treated it, whether it was holy, which means set apart, consecrated. It's like no other day. We don't dress on Sunday like we dress any other day. It was to be set apart. That was going to dictate how the rest of your week was going to go. You might want to talk to the Holy Ghost about that finishing up this year. You might want to shift that whole thing and, and turn it in reverse from Monday through Sunday. Jeremiah twenty five twenty nine. I will call for a sword. So calling can, can do uh, protesting. Can you protest the attack of the enemy? Only if you're in right standing. Yeah, and so if we're not in right standing, we just repent. So if the enemy's attacking us and we open the door, crack kills, we can repent. Holy Ghost, I'm sorry, forgive me. I, I let that slip or I wasn't paying attention to that or I was doing the whole processing, I'm working on it. So we just repent and get in right staying and say, thank you, Holy Ghost, that you're my helper and you're helping me move into that. Uh, can we cause situations to turn back to the right direction with words? Yeah, that was Brian and Deanna's testimony. They, they were going the right way. Now they're going the really wrong way. So our words are not just calling prosperity. They're turning situations around and calling things back in the right direction. And they're protesting. No, ma'am. No, sir. When my boys were teenagers, 
I was taking Pastor Josh, uh, I think he was 14, 15, and so they're both taller than me at this point, but uh, we were, it was getting dusk, and we had to get something for him for church, I think it was a dress shirt, and we were in Tulsa, and running to Marshalls, and the sun was setting, and we got out of the car, and it was far out in the parking lot, and we were in a hurry to get into the store, we had 15 minutes, and I saw a lady come around the left side of my peripheral vision to my car to approach, and I just knew you know, you just know as a mama, but you're also full of the Holy Ghost that this wasn't good. I could also, I just sensed, I don't remember if I saw peripheral or I sensed there was, they work in twos, that there was somebody else there. I turned around, I looked right at and said, don't, and just walked on. And the boys were like, mom, wow. I said, and then I turned back around, don't even think about key in my car. Like I'm only five foot three, but I'm seven feet. Yeah, at at all times. In other words, these are my kids, and they're bigger than me, but mama is always mama. Like, don't even think about messing with me or these kids. Oh, and don't even touch my car. Just get away from it. Yeah, because that's God's car. (laughs) And so that's how you have to, your words will protest the enemy. He will try you, and if you just go, come out and get a car keyed, well, what? Jesus, why didn't you take care of this car? You didn't call for it. Yeah, it's uncalled for, not to call for things. So calling means a great deal. Ezekiel thirty six twenty nine. I will save you for your uncleanness, and I will call for the corn and increase it. We, yes, we can call for prosperity. Money cometh, but you can't call for prosperity if you're not doing your part of the covenant. If you're not tithing, you're not giving offerings, you don't get to partake of that part of the covenant. As soon as you want to do your part, you can. Then you can call for prosperity. So there's not a day in my life that goes by that I don't go, money cometh, stuff cometh, whistle, get over here. Money is my servant, so I talk to it like it's a servant because it's here to serve me. It's not for your status. It's for your service, but you're bold when you know that you have rights. It's you're not going to be bold when you're not sure about your rights because you don't know about them or you just know you're not doing the right thing, and and you just got to, you know what? You don't have to fast and pray to get in right standing with God. Two seconds. Jesus, forgive me. You're right. I'm wrong. I'm just going to do it differently. Don't got to go to the altar. Don't have to have hands laid on you. You don't have to waste a whole box of tissues crying. Don't have to think about it. Don't need deliverance. Don't process. Immediately call it. Call yourself. I call myself wrong. I'm not thinking about that correctly. I have the wrong perspective. I'm not in line with the word. I make the adjustment now. Why, do, why, do we, why don't we want to get in right standing in a hurry? If I'm out of the blessing, I want to get right back in it. Good grief. If Jesus said, hey, I know you like chocolate, but vanilla's the new me. I'd be like, I like vanilla. Chocolate what? Never heard of it. Yeah. Never touch it again. Don't remember it like the melons in Egypt. That fast, we have that ability. Sometimes we just forget that we're Christians before we're Americans. This country has entitled you to a vote and an opinion. (laughs) God's kingdom has not. And thank God for that. Because um, God is 8 trillion times smarter than us, according to the astrophysicist I posted on Facebook. Super cool. So somebody who's 8 trillion times smarter than me, I think they know best. Father does know best, yeah. 47 times in the New Testament, call out, emit a sound. That's why I say there's no such thing as silent prayer. You can have silent thoughts. Lay it forth, break the silence. Summon Come here, invite, to name, to invoke, testify, a decision, an appeal, take and get hold of. That version is more violent. 
So Matthew 121, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Uh, in the Bible, many times did God um, specify what they needed to be called because they needed their whole life to go after that calling. So every time their name, because the names meant something. So uh, when I wanted to name my children, I consulted with the Lord. And I was still, uh, I'd already had John and was unclear on the name that day in the hospital. Like, what do we put on the birth certificate? Do we have to come back? Because I haven't decided yet. Um, and so the Lord said, John. And, and even though his real name is Harry the Fourth, after his daddy, um, who wants to be called that, right? Okay, let's retire that one. <laughs> John the Beloved. And then uh, Joshua, Joshua Melvin, the sword of the Lord, and Joshua. So they are their namesake. So your children, your grandchildren, your kitty cats, <laughs> follow after whatever you're calling. Okay, Matthew nine thirteen. bless you, be blessed. That means reposition for blessing. Go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners. That means invite and summon the sinners. So that's the prayer of intercession, how we're summoning sinners to repentance. Luke six forty six. why call me Lord, Lord, and do not think, do the things which I say? So God's like, why are you invoking me to testify on your behalf when you're not doing the right thing? In other words, God's like, you're calling me as a witness, and I'll have to testify against you. Like I did in Deuteronomy. <laughs> Don't call Jesus when you're not on the right side. He has to be the prosecuting attorney then and not the defendant. Second Corinthians 1.23 says this. This is Paul. He says, moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul. So Paul was a, a mass murderer <laughs> and got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and became the great apostle Paul, but so in right standing and not conscious of his former life, even though he could identify and say, hey, that was me. I did this, 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 and this, and the chief among sinners, and uh, I'm not worthy. Uh, it wasn't with the emotion of guilt or condemnation. It was just in reference to what God had brought him out of. But he's, here he is in such right standing going, I'm calling heaven as my witness that I'm in right standing because Paul was constantly in revival or riot. And this is when he was going into the, the final courts of appeal for his, the last couple years of his life. I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not. Uh, Timothy 1.5, he said, I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in you, which dwelt first in thy grandmother. This kind of calling in those two verses is a taking and a getting hold of and more violent. So there are times in your life where you're going to have to do beyond of, okay, in the name of Jesus, I'm calling forth, uh, uh, that's right. My house paid off, my car paid off, and you're just real soft. You're going to have to be at some moments. I said, get. Yeah. Like, if I have to get up and deal with this, that brings me to another story. I was, uh, this, we were in Chicago. And one of the things I like to do is just pedicures. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with calories. Just soak your feet in hot water. When we're on the road all the time, we'd be three weeks, three time zones, three temperatures, and we'd be home just a few days. So I'm running to this little salon, and I'm getting my feet soaked. It's in the middle of the day, so it's basically empty. I'm way into the interior, and this sweet little uh, woman is taking care of me. And I could tell that, that she was married to the, the sweet little man at the front. He had one customer, and he was doing her nails. And in comes this guy. Sales guy, black, black uh, shirt, dressed kind of like Jehovah's Witness, though, the whole white and black kind of thing. And I can overhear the conversation, and he's trying to very aggressively insist that this uh, precious little shop owner show him his phone bill because he has a better deal, and we're going to change you. It's like, 
uh, I'm thinking this smacks a lot of what they probably left Vietnam for. It's called extortion and protection money. I was like, this whole conversation I'm hearing pieces of just is really wrong. And he's standing there and he will not, the man saying, no, thank you, go away. And I thought, so I just had my magazine, you know, I wanted to see what was going on in the world of, uh, you know, clothes and lipstick while I've got my, my feet in there. And I, he's a good 25 feet from me. I said, sir, he said, no, thank you. And the guy just looked at me. I'm thinking, if I have to get up out of this hot water and walk my little feet on this nasty floor, oh my gosh. And I, I said, I asked her, I said, uh, do you have the a property manager's number? I said, I'm going to call 911 right now. You need to leave, leave these people alone. So we're all supposed to be polite and diplomatic. And but some people don't respond to diplomacy. You have to resort to violence. And so when you're calling for something that's right, whether you're protesting or challenging something to stop coming against you or someone else that can't defend themselves or won't take up, take up arms for them, you're going to have to be aggressive. So there's a time to use your outdoor missions voice on the enemy. And if you're not even comfortable with the sound of your own voice, practice in the shower, practice in the car, practice when nobody's else around so that when you say get he gets the first time. And when you say, come here, you mean now, not tomorrow, not in an hour, not when you're done thinking about it. I said, money cometh now. Yeah, and you believe that when you speak, it happens. Uh, I've told you the story. Pastor Josh is married to Kate, who's number three. Had to take a spiritual whip and get rid of the first two. And um, so number two was a lovely girl and precious, and, but she wasn't the right one. There's a difference between being born again, saved, and being right one, baby, uh-huh. Okay, and so God, God will show you. It's kind of like the store's full of dresses, lady, but we go in and go, okay, it's not here. What's not here? There's 500 dresses here, but not the one. Okay, I know when, when, I, when I see it, I'll know it, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to see it, but when you see it, you know it. Okay, so guys, you probably do that. I don't know, do you do that in the tool aisle? I don't know. You have things. James is saying, thank you. Okay, saying, yeah. yeah. 5,000 tools and loaves. No, it's not here. And so uh, he's actually, they're in the country of Nepal uh, for the first time. Pastor Josh has been there seven weeks, and Dr. Jack has left, um, and it's approaching the holiday season. This was before we had started the church, and we're in, we're in our home over there. And so I'm working on the house, and she would come and stay with me, and we'd have a good time. And I just knew uh, in the months ensuing, it was, in my heart, was getting more and more disturbed because we love this young lady, but she wasn't the right one. And I really wasn't sure wh- what to do about anything. So I called uh, one of my board members, a pastor's wife, and I said, look, I know you're getting ready to do the premarital counseling, so I don't know if you want me to tell you. She's like, no, tell me. I said, this is, this is what the Lord said to me, and this is how I feel. So let's just talk this out. I said, what I want is somebody in Nepal to prophesy to him. This is what I would like. This is my request, God. Like, is there no prophet in the country of Nepal? Does mama have to say one more time? And so I did not want to be, have to be that person. So I thought, okay, Lord, you send somebody over there that will give them, you know, whatever, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, whatever label you want to stick on it, just do it. <laughs> and uh, tell him, you know, through somebody else who'll really know. And so, um, but her shoes, when you come in my house, you take your shoes off. And so I've got little baskets, and, and they're by the back door, the front door. So everybody at this house came in the back door. And lots of pairs of shoes are there. So her little, one of her little pairs of shoes was there. And I, I am to the point that I'm almost physically sick and not feeling well over the angst in my spirit. So I'm still in my pajamas at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, I, the Lord says to me, and I'm standing in the kitchen, 
And he said, go over there and lay your hands on her shoes because everywhere the sole of your foot treads, you possess the land and you need to release her. She can't possess the land. I'm like, okay, that's really, you know, I don't do that. That's pastor, all the touchy-feely out there stuff. And um, so I'm like, don't you mean that he'll say something when he gets home because he's the head of the home, the authority, and God's like, no. I mean you. And he actually took me to the word. When God talks to you, you better ask for confirmation from the word so you know it's him. So uh, he said, in the Bible, um, all women are over the single women. She's single. She's under your jurisdiction. You better do the speaking or this is not going to get done. So God had to educate me a long time. And that was before I taught the submission and authority class. And he used the book of Ruth to educate me on that. And then that whole verse, the marriage bed is undefiled. It'll be okay. He said, no, it absolutely will not be okay if they get married. He will not fulfill his call. I said, okay. So uh, very, very trepidatiously with fear and trembling because I knew the moment I spoke and my hands such as it was done. And I didn't want to be wrong because I'm like, God, what if I'm wrong? There's any chance I'm wrong. I will have set this in motion and I can't get it back and I'll ruin my son's life. That's how much you have to believe in your words that you know, though you better be thoughtful about it and not flippant and casual. So I went over there, I knelt down, laid hands on her sneakers and spoke and set it in motion spiritually. When you get home, had a conversation, this is what happened, you know, and it set things in motion. But it's things are set in motion when you speak. They don't, may not manifest then, but you believe that when I spoke, they were set in motion. Did I have to repeat it and say it again? No, I just thanked the Lord um, that his heart would be okay, all the fallout, there was a lot, we had to go through that, um, and that the right one would come at the right time. So you can be in thanksgiving and prayer about a great many things. Does that help you? Okay. Uh, so you're going to take hold of things, and sometimes that's violent, sometimes it's painful, but you need to do what God instructs you to do. Second uh, Timothy 2.22, in closing here, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness. Call on the Lord. So that word call means to call out loud, emit a sound, and break the silence. So when you're having a temptation, stop trying to think it away because that's how you succumb to it. Open your mouth and say, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go there. Answer it. Call out and break the silence. The cure for temptation is prayer. Prayer is orar. It means out loud, out of the mouth. So you're going to have to answer that out loud. Call that thing out. And if you need to call somebody else into accountability to help you with that so that you expose what's in darkness into light, then do whatever you need to do so you don't go around the mountain again. So in Romans 4, 17 through 25, we see God teaching Abraham to call those things, uh, to order things, to bid and command. So as we're finishing this year, I want to ask you, what in your life have you left uncalled for? And really encourage you, don't go home and forget about this message and think, well, I'll just think about that next week or think about it tomorrow. Spend some time after you eat lunch or or during lunch and write down, Holy Ghost, what have I left uncalled for? So uh, if anybody wants the church prayer list and the 2019 confessions list, you can raise your hand uh, and James will give you a copy of that. Because those are things that we call for at the church. Those are things that we wrote and you should be able to fill in your own. What have we left uncalled for? Because whatever you have not called for, 
is remained uncalled for, and that's why is it manifested. But it's not just for your personal life. What does the Lord talk to us about his plan? Remember, it's his plan. So does God say this is a year of miracles? It's accelerating. He wants his harvest. He wants the precious fruit of the earth. Then are we just calling in our own needs and our own wants in our house, our car, our job, or our money, and we're not calling forth the plan of God? Maybe we've left that part uncalled for. Oh, God, I forgot about what you want. So if we would tend to that first, switch that whole thing around. God, I'm calling for the nations. I'm calling for souls. Um, and don't just send somebody. Let me be counted among them. I'm calling for the harvest. And so if we would call all of God's plan into being, do you think he would just kind of automatically take care of ours? Yeah, he will, he will equip you because, again, you're partnering with him. So uh, God can do nothing in the earth unless you say unless you call it out, unless you ask. He can only perform what you say, because this word is just a written record of what can be so, of what can be done in our lives and in the earth. But only your mouth makes it so. So anything that we are, we've left uncalled for, I would say this, that's probably why God called the witness against them. Imagine uh, Jesus saying, you were so in my way. In fact, you opposed me, because I asked you to say, I ask you to call through my servant, Brother Cope, and I said there needed to be much calling, and you wouldn't help me. You wouldn't call for the harvest. And we're like, Jesus, why are we still in this taco stand? Yeah, so I told Pastor Gowen, he's like, you know, this, this was a biggie. This, was, this is a hard trip. It's not the Dominican. It's not the Dominican financially. It's not the Dominican soul-wise. It's not the Dominican safety-wise. It's just not the Dominican. Um, I said, you have to go. Who else is going to go? I said, you have to go because we need to get out of (laughs) here. So just go and get her done and let's just not play. Let's put the full weight of our backs into this. If we're doing it, Jesus said, get in or out, all your might, all your money, all your prayer, all your faith, all your time, all of it. I'm all in. Are you all in? Yeah. Get finished in the end of the year. Just say, Jesus, I'm all in. What have I left uncalled for? So stand up. I'm going to ask the Lord to bless you, and uh, when we're finished, you're dismissed. But if you need prayer for healing, I want you to come and ask me. We're going to agree for healing in any area of your body. You don't need to go take that through the day, and we'll be back together tonight. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for this opportunity that we could posture ourselves to receive instruction. We thank you, Master, that your word and your spirit are transforming us today. And we say our fruit remains, and we're producers of the fruit of your word today, a hundredfold producers. And anything that we have left uncalled for in the plan for your kingdom, Father, and in the plan for our lives, we are listening and we are hearing you, Father. We will write those things down today, and we'll begin to have the much calling that you asked for, that your plan will be accomplished finishing out this year, and the plan for our lives will be accomplished. And we will leave this year and enter 2020 with not just great acceleration, but great rejoicing as you have desired for us. Thank you, Master, for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Go grow and I'll see you tonight. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week, and remember, the best is yet to come.